Hey everybody, Trey Wingo from Goal Looking Wingo. You're listening to Action Sports Jacks with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. It was pretty amazing. You sit back and you start thinking about just really how big of a process this was and how long it was. And, you know, to really go through it without a glitch and something that, you know, I, I know I'll look back on and say, wow, how'd they pull that off? But you know, a lot of people involved, a lot of people dedicated to it, you know. So we had some security, right, outside the house. You know, in case someone tried to run in and take over the, the, the draft room. I got a couple calls going, hey, is everything right over there? Is everything good between you and your wife? Or, you know, I see a cup car outside. <laughs> I'm like, everything's fine. The draft is going on. <laughs> That's Doug Marone over the weekend talking about the, uh, pulling off the draft, the technical side. They did a really good job. And, and really, in, in almost every business out there, I'm sure the technical folks that have made the adjustments are really some of the heroes of what's going on uh, with all the work from home and safer at home and, and how we operate here in this building uh, often on TV and on radio. Uh, we're one of the few actually still in studio. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, to, to do it from here. And we actually have the capabilities, if necessary, to be able to do it from home. But so many uh, on the technical side really have done a great job in this. And, you know, it's funny, when Marone was talking about the police presence outside, until he brought it up in that conference call, I didn't even think about that, but we mentioned it briefly yesterday. It, it's really another thing that they think of everything, you know. Uh, really, no stone unturned. Mm-hmm. But it kind of would have been a lot of fun, like somebody in in Arizona to go outside, like try to sneak around Kingsbury's house and kind of just like, I don't know if it's streaking, but at least just run back and forth. What what are... What is it with you and wanting to see guys in their underwear offensive no, linemen no, no. and streakers now who at Kingsbury's house? Well, you said offensive linemen in their underwear. Well, I did then, but who said these people had to be guys? Oh, okay. Gr- okay, girls. Exactly. It is, it is Kingsbury's house after all. That's a damn good point. That's a damn good point. Hey, but, I mean, listen, it would never happen because that dude lives in the middle of Arizona and he had the fireplace going in the middle of the day. Do you know how baller that is? So I guarantee he's got, like, some black op security just waiting to get, you know, have an excuse to take somebody down. So, with that being said, good luck in getting Kingsbury's house. How crazy would that have been, though? You see someone running across, and then they just get absolutely wrecked. Wouldn't have even got to the driveway. Wouldn't have even got to the driveway. (laughs) But you notice that? He had the fireplace on the whole time. I know it. Oh, just, I mean, just, you know, just, I can't say it, but, you know, he's throwing money down the toilet. Let's just say, I was going to say something else, but he's throwing money down the toilet. You You live in Arizona. When are you ever going to be outside having a bonfire? I mean, I like setting the fire up at night. Yeah, but even here, it's a little aggressive, man. It's like having a hot tub in Jacksonville. I mean, how much money do you really need, you know? (laughs) Seriously. I, uh, I, I, I had a fire Friday night. Yeah, at home. Yeah, this is a great week for a fire. What are you sweating? I guess it's not too bad right now. No, the, fire, the like I can get down. a fire at night, but like a hot tub, I I can get behind your comment there. But yeah, but I'm talking about middle of Arizona, probably 100 degrees right now in the middle of the day, and That's he fair. and he he's got the fire pit just going. Yeah. And nobody's outside. <laughs> That's the part. That and no, nobody's even enjoying it. And it it's, it's like taking the faucet and just running the water for the heck of it. It was very nice. You can't hide Aesthetics money, Aesthetics do matter. You, you, you can't, can't hide, hide money, money man. Sometimes you That's can't a, hide And it. then they just, you know, Jerry Jones just says, yeah, I ain't hiding my money. I guess. <laughs> I mean, maybe change the interior of that yacht a little bit, but it is what it is. All right. Uh, here's the deal. Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. It's his football team. 
and nobody believes in him. Except for me, Sunshine and Rainbows guy. I mean, can I can I believe in him too? Can, can I come on board a little bit? A little bit. Hey, Captain, permission to come on board. I, I've been saying the whole time, I think Gardner Minshew is the real deal. Everybody wants tank for Trevor. Didn't say that. Uh, I just say, hey, let's see what Minshew's got first. Yeah. And if, even if you have a little faith in Minshew, you wouldn't think Trevor Lawrence would even be in play. So, can I just bring something up about Trevor Lawrence real quick before you play out your fantasy here? <laughs> Do, do you mind? <laughs> Which fantasy are we on here? No, no, I'm just saying because we were getting ready to talk about how good Minshew is, and I, I'm, I'm willing to come with you here. But, <laughs> you won't but, the, whole, but, the, yeah, but the whole Trevor Lawrence no, but, but hang on, the, the, the whole Trevor Lawrence thing, though. Okay, so let's say for whatever reason that Minshew's not the guy that we think he is, okay, and he struggles this year. Jaguars maybe win four or five games for the sake of your bet, let's just say five games, because that was the over, I think, right? So you make your money. But the Jaguars had maybe the second or third pick um, in the NFL draft. Obviously, it's all about Trevor Lawrence. Who's to say that Trevor Lawrence opts to come out of college? Who's to say Trevor Lawrence actually stays in another year and absolutely screws the Jacksonville Jaguars over in probably the worst you know, day in Jacksonville Jaguars history? I'm just putting it out there. Nah. He's, he's coming out for sure. Yeah. Okay, Coos, record this. Record this, Coos. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me listen. It'd be one thing if he was like the third best quarterback. I mean, yeah. he's already that. You know, he's no different than Tua. Sure. You know, and Tua even with the hip still came out. Remember last he, year, he had reason to go back. Justin Herbert could have came out last year as the number one quarterback. Okay. He could have. Say this audio, Coos. That's all I'm going to say. There's not a chance in anything. Okay. That Trevor Lawrence. Is going back to Clemson after this year. In fact, even if, even if he has a chance to go to a team that he doesn't want to go to, possibly. I get what you're saying. You what there I'm was saying. some conversation with Joe Burrow yeah. uh, about that too with Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Listen, here's uh, it, you bring up an interesting point. We're going to get to this a little bit later in the show. Mm-hmm. Two things that are because of what's going on. A lot of people have been asking me really the last couple of weeks, but uh, I got a couple more questions on it today. And I've been digging into it and really don't have a ton of answers, but it's an interesting conversation, is what happens if there is no NFL season with the draft next year? Who drafts where? Ooh. How do they do it? Does Cincinnati get the number one pick again? Do the Jags get 9-20 and 20 again? Draft lottery, let's go. The Rams just don't get a pick for two years. <laughs> draft lottery, let's go. That's, exa- that's really? what I believe. That's what I believe. But So we'll talk about that. But the other one we never talk about, in fact, that's never happened in Jaguars history, is the supplemental draft. And if college football gets pushed back, and if college fo- or college football doesn't happen, which I don't think that will happen, but if it really gets pushed back, would some players consider – more players consider coming out into this supplemental draft and asking for waivers. And we'll explain that process and kind of how it works a little bit. But supplemental drafts usually like a footnote, you know, mm-hmm, not yeah. many guys get drafted correct, or picked up. But could that increase this year and this summer when that all goes down? It's an interesting part of what's going on here, at least worth the discussion. So we'll get into like it, it in a little bit. But first, Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Give how do you feel if you're Gardner Minshew, coming off free agency, what you already have coming back on the roster, and now what they did in the draft? What do you what was Gardner Minshew's reaction by late Saturday night, Sunday morning? I think he's excited, okay, because if you want to compare it to last year, obviously they've upgraded. All right, now they they lost Marquise Lee. Unfortunately, Marquise Lee last year was hurt a lot, you know, so they don't really miss anything from Marquise Lee. Um, they upgrade the tight end position. Tyler Eifert, can he stay healthy? We'll find out. But right now, the way it sits on paper, it is an upgrade. Josh Oliver coming back. 
then you have guys in the draft. You know, you you have a big bodied kid out of Texas, um, Colin Johnson, right? Yes. <sighs> Nailed it. And then you have LaVisca Chenault. Yes. Yes. Two for two, baby. Off to a good start. So you have those two weapons. You know, and I think with, with Chenault, Bob, we talked about him yesterday a little bit. You can do a lot of interesting things with that guy. So I think from Mintry's perspective, you like that a lot as well. So overall, man, um, I think he's happy, you know, and I think we agree here, Brent, where we wish that the third down back would have got addressed a little more, right? Because one thing that didn't really change is the offensive line, okay? Now, I get the Jacksonville Jaguars front office, the coaches, everybody, they like the offensive line, and okay, so be it. I'm not ready to crown the Jaguars offensive line a top 10 O-line quite yet. Are you? No, not top 10. Okay, exactly. So if we're talking about they're not a top 10 offensive line yet, then one would think there's probably going to be some, you know, leakage every once in a while. There, there, there could be some guys slipping through. And if that's the case, that's where you want your third down back. That's where you want the fail safe. The tight end position does that as well. But having that third down back, man, that Chris Thompson or whoever else you want to say, it helps a lot. Yes, Leonard Fournette can be that guy, but I want to give Leonard Fournette some rest, man. I don't want him in another for 40, 50 plays a pop. I want him to get rest, come in fresh, so when he breaks off that 80-yard run, he can finish it. We're going to rank these guys, and we're going to have a little sliding ruler for uh, Gardner Minshew and his offensive weapons versus some of the young players, especially in the NFL, coming up. But first, let's get to Steven, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Steven, what's happening, man? First of all, Brent, I'm with you on, at least on the bet of they're not in the top five picks for the draft. Yeah, I'm at baby. least with you on that one. Like it. Uh, but I think a lot of people, because like you said, a lot of people have no faith in what Gardner Minshew could do this year. But they're not seeing one of the greatest weapons that Jaguars have now that they have not had ever. They've been strictly a running first team pretty much ever since 95. But now you look at this year. You have Jay Gruden's play style that will test Gardner Minshew. But nobody takes in the fact you have Ben McAdoo. This is a guy who helped with the Hall of Fame Brett Favre and basically made Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers. How could Gardner Minshew not be excited about that being a rookie? Yeah, I, uh, well, uh, you know, listen, I think he he should be excited about the philosophical change and about a lot of guys. You can speak to this. Mm-hmm. Even when you guys weren't very good in Jacksonville, those teams, you think you're good. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think you're better. Uh, thanks, Stephen, for the call. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You're always welcome to jump in. 904-362-9901. Star Star 690. But I think, like, Gardner Minshew, like you are saying, he has faith in DJ Chark and in D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole and Chris Conley. He knows what those guys can do. He has faith. I think he's even seen, like, Josh Oliver work a little bit and knows. He definitely has faith, faith in the big guys up front, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, you know. Now, I think there is once – publicly they all say that. But I do think once in a while there are situations that are like, we could get a lot better here, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so – I think he's going to have confidence in what he's got, but it's how you measure up to others in, in a sense. So here we go. Gardner has Fournette, Chark, Didi, Chenault, Eifert, Conley, Oliver. We mm-hmm. mentioned those yesterday. You know what the depth chart looks like, and those are some of the weapons. Uh, you could end up with more, but those are some of the weapons. Look at Drew Locke, what they did. They gave him Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, Hamler. They already have Sutton. They already have Fant. And they'll even have Lindsey, who's proven to get it done, too. So they really have two backs. Well, and you know what they're doing now, though, too, with Drew Locke? 
John Elway put the chips all in and said, are you going to be the guy or not? Yeah. Because now there's no excuse for Drew Luck. Okay. He's got, I mean, he's got something like you just said. They draft some guys. You got Melvin Gordon. You got Noah Pan. Like every area of that field, Brent, whether it's tight end, wide receiver, running back, it's taken care of. So this is the year, this is the audition year for Drew Locke to see, is he really the guy going forward? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, they set him up in a very good way to see if he can get it done. So I want to put Gardner on the on the slide here, okay? okay? Move him up, move him down. Would you rather be Drew Locke or would you rather be Gardner? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, man, Well, it comes down to, oh, that's a hard one, right? Because who do you take, take Corlin Sutton or DJ Chark? I would probably take Sutton, right? I mean, I like Sutton a lot, man. Um, the tight ends, obviously, fans got the advantage there. He's going into a second year. Running backs, you, you can make a kind of a, an argument for both guys, I think. I would probably be Drew Locke. Yeah, I don't even think it's close. I mean, okay. I, I think most people would take Sutton, Judy, and Hamler. Now, yeah, they're going to be young Judy, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they would take Fant. Yeah. as a number one target and see where it goes. And they would take the combination of Gordon and Lindsey all day. I, yeah. I mean, I think Locke goes right to the top. He's in a better situation offensively. Now, he's got a lot of young guys. You know, these other guys have proven it or or have played in the league a little bit, and I think that's valuable. Mm-hmm. He's not, he doesn't have to rely on all young guys. Oliver will go into year two. He hasn't done anything. Uh, and Chenault will be a young guy. But outside of that, he's got guys that have done it. Yep. You know, between Fournette, Didi, Chark, and even Eifert if, and Conley uh, as well. All right, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. He's got Larry Fitzgerald, Hopkins, Kirk, Isabella at wide receiver. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm taking that over the Jaguars. Absolutely. All day, of course. Max Williams is really their lone tight end threat. It's the guy who wanted Jacksonville, too. I yeah. Know. Um, but it's like, I mean, does he like really wow you? He hasn't really had opportunity, man. He's come from Baltimore. They have 10 tight ends a pop. And then their running back situation is Drake and Eno Benjamin. Kenyon Drake was a beast last year. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm taking the Cardinals. But the Cardinals, based on, one, they have a guy that is the head coach because of his offensive ability. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if, they got to hope Kingsbury knows what he's doing. And they've brought this new style. But keep in mind, the Jaguars have an offensive line coach who, you know, has experience with that. So He does. But I just say, if you're talking about guys that are offensive-minded and wi- – like, I, I really look at Marone as more like a football coach. I look at Kingsbury as, like, trying to be the next McVay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I and I think that's how people would label him. The wide receiving core is so good around Murray that mm-hmm. I think it, it gives him a nod. Now, like the tight ends and running backs, all right. But the bottom line is they went out and they got DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. and they said, we're going to make it even better for you. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, Kirk, Fitzgerald is older. Isabella would like him, yep. right? I like him. Uh, I wouldn't say they're loaded. But the DeAndre Hopkins move, to go give a guy the best receiver in the game, arguably, mm-hmm. says, hey, they did something. All right, Daniel Jones. Tate Shepard on the receiving end. Mm-hmm. Ingram uh, tight end. Uh, I might have even put like a Caden Smith as tight end. Is it? Is he a tight end Giants? Why would I even have put Caden Smith down? Um, and, and Barkley in the yeah, backfield. Yeah. I, I would put Gardner's in a better spot than, than Daniel like, Jones. Really? What has he got? Saquon Barkley? Okay, it's one guy. This one guy's on hey, I Shepard mean, You saw one guy against Jacksonville Jaguars last year, Christian McCaffrey. So you tell me you'd rather have Barkley and Ingram, right? Because I'll give a little nod to Ingram. Okay. Rather than and, – and A little nod. I mean, when he's healthy, he's probably a top five tight end. All right. Well, yeah. See, uh, 
so Barkley and Ingram, okay, or Fournette, Chark, Didi, Chenault, Eifert. I mean, so yeah, yeah, Tate and Shepard. I mean, listen, I, honestly, I would probably. Are we, t- are we putting offensive lines into it, too, or not? Or just weapons? Well, I, th- I think offensive line does go into it. Because, like, yesterday when I did this, remember we were talking to Indianapolis? I think their offensive line is a weapon. Yeah. I think the Jags' offensive line is better than the Giants' offensive line. Okay. Don't you? Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have to go I'll to the trip. Yeah, we'll see what Andrew Thomas does. But Correct. in terms of proven commodities. Yeah, I would say that. Um. Listen, man, B- Barkley's a dynamic game changer. So, I understand. So, Barkley's so a I'm stud. Actually, I'm actually going to go with the Giants. That's interesting. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I get Barkley. I mean, listen. I'm, I'm not sitting here telling you that Barkley's bad. Well, okay, I'm just talking about everything on offense. I can do things to stop Barkley. Sure. Let's go ahead and break it down then. Better running back, Barkley. Better tight end, Engram. Yep. Better one receiver, DJ Chark. I'll give yeah. you that. Better two receiver. You take Golden Tate. You taking DD Westbrook. Yeah, I'll take Tate. Okay. How about Shepard versus say Chenault? Or Conley. I'm taking Sterling Shepard all day when he's healthy, for sure, because he's proven. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I put the Jags, uh, I put Gardner in at least just as good a position. I, I, I understand Barkley. I get mm-hmm. it. I mean, he's got a heck of a weapon back there. But you gotta, you need more than that. I, I, the receiving core just doesn't do much for me. Um, Haskins has McLaurin, Golden Gandy, your guy. Yep. Uh, Peterson, Adrian Peterson, sure. and Geis. A couple of older guys yeah. now. Well, Geis isn't really that old, but hadn't done a ton. And I think tight end, they have like Jeremy Sprinkle. Yeah. I, <laughs> the, I hey, would take the Jags. Not take a guy with the last name of Sprinkle over the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I can tell you. I, I mean, listen, McLaurin's a, a nice young player. Yeah. But outside of this, is why I can't, this is why I laugh at the Redskins yeah. being a hundred, to one odds better than the Jags to win the Super Bowl. I mean, you're yeah. out of your mind. But who has the better defense, though, right now? It, they have some really good players. Correct. Overall, I mean, are they good on defense? I mean, they have Chase Young. I mean, they have yeah. Kerrigan. Well, and keep in mind that they have a brand new coaching staff, too, so you don't know how that's going to correlate. Yeah. yeah. I just don't. I mean, I'm, I'm taking the Jaguars. I think the Redskins rosters, whatever. Yep. But uh, Joe Burrow has A.J. Green, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Ooh. Pretty good. I mean, uh, I understand you got to hope AJ Green's healthy. I know that, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Are we taking health into account I, here? I, or not? Listen, I think you got to assume health. Okay, well, you know what? Then because I'm not going to contradict myself. Because if AJ Green had a chance to come to Jacksonville, I, I would cheer that and applaud that all day. Yeah. So I like AJ Green still. Um, Boyd can be, you know, a game changer. And obviously, T Higgins. Well, Boyd turns into like a three receiver for them. You exactly. Know? Um, and Mixon, man, don't sleep on Mixon. Mixon's either. been very good, especially in the past game as well. He's I'm taking the Bengals. Okay. I mean, I, I'll put the line, though. Yeah. I, I have a hard time not agreeing with you on that one. Yeah. Green and Higgins and Boyd and Mixon? So here's the, here's the messed up part. Remember when I went on my big campaign of saying how the Jacksonville Jaguars had a top uh, 10 wide receiving core? Yeah, and you're giving them no love right now. Well, I know. Things have changed. <laughs> the landscape has changed. But it really has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Tua. He's got Parker, Alan Hearns, Albert Wilson, Jordan Howard, Breida, Gusecki yep. at tight end. Don't forget about Preston Williams, too. You saw the team? The, the, they liked him a lot. Uh, he must be. I don't know. I didn't okay. put him down on my <laughs> You should have, man. He's going to be a game changer. Um, Devontae Parker, DJ Chark. Now, keep in mind, go, Tua might not even play this yeah, year. But go, go ahead and give me go and give me the Jaguars. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, who's, who's the running back? Uh, Howard and Breida. Jordan Howard. Jay Wars, yeah. Herbert has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler, Hunter Henry, and they did add Bulaga and Turner to their offensive line as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Chargers. So <laughs> this is the point of the story. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that just took a little bit, but follow along. We just went through the young quarterbacks in the league, either rookies or second-year guys, and maybe I missed someone in there, but you, you get the point. That's two, four, six, seven players plus Gardner Minshew. I would put Gardner Minshew's weapons better than the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I would put them better than the Washington Redskins, so better than Tua and Haskins. Mm-hmm. So out of nine, and, and a maybe, list of nine. And Jones possibly, too. You, you said that you thought they were better than the Giants. Yeah, so, so out of a list of eight, I think I would I would actually tie them probably with the Giants around five. Because Barkley, I, I get it, man. Barkley can do a lot with. Mm-hmm. So And he's a superstar. Yes. But um, I would put them, they wouldn't be eighth on the list. They wouldn't be seventh on the list. They'd be either sixth or fifth on the list. Mm-hmm. So it, it and for you they were sixth on the list. Correct. So that's my point it, the, of the whole conversation is did they put him in a good enough situation to find out if he's the guy? All these other quarterbacks they spent all this ammunition on offense around Drew Locke, Kyler Murray the last two years, what mm-hmm. they've done to build around him, even Daniel Jones, but Barkley was already there. I don't think they've invested a ton, although they did just invest a big left tackle in Andrew Thomas. Uh, Burrow, they obviously have A.J. Green, but they went out and got T. Higgins. That extends the domino effect of their offense a little bit. Two, I think they're still early stages. They've spent more time on the defense, quite frankly, uh, fixing that. And Herbert walks into a good situation if he ends up playing uh, out there in, in L.A. So... Did the Jags do enough? Now, I don't think they're sitting there empty-handed. That's good. Yeah. But I also don't think he's in the best situation out of everybody to be successful. Well, it goes to show you the power of the draft, right? Because before the draft, I thought the Jaguars had a top 10 wide receiving core, and I would have fought that all day. If the Jacksonville Jaguars go out and draft Judy in the first round, I have no problem saying they're a top 10, maybe even top seven, you know? I think they're legit. Yeah, DJ where do you Chark, slide them Jerry on this Judy? list if they got Judy? But but here's the problem. The Bengals had a guy like T. Higgins, right? Now all of a sudden, you know, the, the Cardinals will get Hopkins and all these things, and now all of a sudden the Jaguars are kind of in the middle of the pack, in my opinion, in a, in a wide receiving core. And especially, keep in mind, a very deep draft for wide receivers, too, as well. Now, Chenault could be no slouch himself, you know what I'm saying? But unfortunately... What I've seen with Chenault, you know, I can't get ready to put him in like in a in a high caliber two position. I just can't do it. Yeah, you got to see something. Yeah. So with that being said, it goes to show you just how important the draft is sometimes in building your team because, like I said, I was easily okay with putting him top ten in the league in wide receivers, and now I probably can't do that anymore. Yeah, I think it's a tough thing to do. I think it's a really tough thing, especially yeah. with all the receivers that went off the board. Yeah. Uh, and, and keep in mind, there are a lot of receivers went off the board before Chenault, although the Jags rated him higher than a lot of people that went off the board. Yeah. So we'll see who's right. Yeah. Uh, that will uh, be interesting. That is the one good thing I, I think about Gardner this year. They got a, a red zone guy. Yeah. They've got a, a first round, a third round pick from last year coming back at tight end. They add it to the tight end room in Eifert. And then they have Chenault, who could be this dynamic that we just haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And so I think that lends well to Gardner Minshew. Who does have the elite offenses in the NFL, therefore making them some of the teams to beat? We'll talk about that next on ESPN 690. I think the value is what, what you've seen, Mike, in the last couple of seasons for us and in and, and our Super Bowl season uh, is probably the, 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 the right picture to paint. And I was a backup quarterback my whole career and, and obviously behind a guy that, you know, was uh, in, in Brett Favre, a Hall of Fame quarterback. But for us, you know, having... 
having a, a, a solid backup who you know has has a, has a chance to play, could play, but just having that 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 experienced guy in, in today's game is such a violent game, and and uh, if they can go in and play a game or two, or or as in Nick Foles did, you know, lead us to the Super Bowl in, in 17, um, then then that's what we're going to do. You trolling me, Coos? A little bit. It's Doug Peterson. Ah, Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh explaining the quarterbacks. Yeah. Listen, I defended Doug a little bit. Quarterback Um, factory, I'm not so sure. Yeah, But I defended Doug for the Jalen Hurts, but you can never have enough quarterbacks. Sure. They've proven it. But be honest, he's now ahead of Sean Payton on your hit list. He is on the uh, ahead of him, yeah. Yeah. That's just because I want to put a million dollars on the Peyton and the Saints to win the Super Bowl at thirteen to one. That's really the only reason. I'm with you, man. I mean, I feel like every single. I mean, we've been on the show now for you know going on a year and a half, and I feel like both times I made my predictions been the Saints, and I'm going. I'm probably going to go again. I'm going to re up once again, triple or nothing, and I'm probably going to the Saints Super Bowl champions again. So yeah, the, the storylines add up, plus yeah. the, their moves add up. Yeah, but you know, Chiefs are pretty good though too, Brent. And you know they lost their punter. Oh, it's a good call. It's a good call. And when you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and have a punter who's second in the NFL in net punting average, Brent, you got a shot. Listen, field position's important. Hey, I was there when they drafted Brian Anger in the third round. Don't talk to me about field position <laughs> and the importance, man. Uh, they are... I, I just am never afraid in the NFL, I guess, of teams outside of Brady and Belichick that do so well in one year, kind of repeating it. Yeah. I, I just think it's, it's okay. It's like the biggest cliche in sports, right? The hardest thing to do is repeat. Mm-hmm. But I really do. If you in the NFL, as good as the Chiefs have been, good as the, look at the Saints, as good as they've been. Unbelievable. I mean, they're good on defense. I still think on paper they have maybe the best team all around, right? They yeah. can play defense when they need to. And you got Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and Alvin well, Kamara and all these guys. I'm going to say this, though. You know what's crazy? Last year, remember, we had this conversation. You know who we said probably had the best roster in the entire NFL? And I agreed with you, too? The Chargers. Yeah. And what happened with them? Yeah. Well, the Chargers have become kind of that team that just kind of is not going yeah. to live up to it. Yeah, yeah. But the Saints have been knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and they still can't get through with an elite team. There's no doubt they have an elite team. Mm -hmm. And so it just shows you how hard it is to do it. You have to have things go your way. Uh, Even as good as Kansas City is, you still have to have things go your way. And uh, I just think it's really hard to have things go your way for two consecutive years. And and so I'm not afraid of, like, I don't think the Chiefs will repeat. Now, I don't think they're going to be 3-13. and I just don't think they'll repeat. It's the same thing, and, and I know I'm not, I'm not a Titans fan, but you know how much has to go right for the Titans to do what they did last year? So here's where I'm coming from. In my opinion, the reason why a lot of teams can't repeat in the NFL win Super Bowls besides, obviously, the Patriots, it's because teams get hit to the game, right? Eventually, defenses, they'll figure you out. And, like, with the Tennessee Titans, for instance, yes, I don't think the odds of the Titans getting back to the AFC Championship game are going to be there just because... Teams get hit to the game, all right? Obviously, you got to stop the run, whether you got to stack the box a little more, um, you know, maybe play a little more man coverage, force handle, whatever it's going to be, but there's ways to beat the Tennessee Titans. My point, though, is, and obviously the Baltimore Ravens, too, I think the Baltimore Ravens might have some trouble to start things out with because the Tennessee it, Titans yeah. kind of put out the blueprint a la New England Patriots in the Super Bowl two years ago against the Rams. They put out the blueprint on how to beat the Rams. How the Rams do this year? Yeah. Struggle bus. That's a good point. But my point is, with Andy Reid, with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, I just think they have so many wrinkles, man. 
They have so many weapons. Now they just got another weapon at running back. You know, first round, like, they just have so many guys at their disposal where I cannot see defenses figuring them out just because they're so dynamic and so dangerous in every aspect of the game of football. You know, you're absolutely right, and I get it, but just think how close the Chiefs were to losing their quarterback for the entire year. Correct. If he isn't double-jointed. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, no, I, know. I, hear I mean, the knee's done. Yeah, it is. And he's done. Yeah. So that's why. Like, I'm just – I've, I've – if you're better around the NFL, you just know. I mean, you yeah. know half the teams aren't even going to go to the playoffs. Yeah. So you know, I mean, the odds are against it so much. So what you're saying is you're going to have like a voodoo doll with Patrick Mahomes' head <laughs> on it, and then you're going to sabotage him so your Saints can go win you some money. Yeah, well, I mean, I like him too much. Don't probably put, to I was going to say, man, you do that to Patrick Mahomes, man. The guy's nothing but class. The greatest illustration of what you think won't happen is probably the Green Bay Packers. And mm. you know it. You're from up there. Yeah. 30 years. They've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and they've won two Super Bowls in that time. Yep. I mean, that will show you how hard it is to do. I mean, what more can you ask? You know, down here, we haven't had a franchise quarterback, so we're just, I mean, how about we'll take 500 right now. But they've had 30 years' worth mm-hmm. of quarterback play and nothing. Indianapolis yeah. Colts. Peyton Manning won one. Yeah. Andrew Luck came in and obviously couldn't. Now he's retired, and now they go to Philip Rivers. We'll see if they yeah. can do it. But do you remember that, though? When Luck came in, like, at least people in the locker room that I played in were like, oh, well, here we go again. It's, it's like Peyton Manning version Absolutely. two. And now the Colts can go back to the Super Bowl again. They never did it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, listen, it doesn't mean there's a difference. Being good and getting in the dance and having a chance is but a big thing. It you just know? seemed like everything was in place for the Indianapolis Colts Absolutely. to be successful for the next decade or so when Peyton Manning left and Luck came in. Yeah, and the unpredictable happens in the NFL, and yeah. there's no better scenario with with Andrew Luck. First of all, some of his injuries, and secondly, his his abrupt retirement. Yeah, uh, you know that nobody expected. Which also, you know, if you want to, if you're a Patriots fan or just a fan of history in the sport, it just doubles down on how amazing it is what they've done. I mean, it really does. Yeah. Uh, but even Luck plays in. They came about on a down cycle for the rest of the AFC East. I mean, they walked through the AFC East for the better part of two decades. And even now, they're getting out at a time where the AFC East is having an uptick a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, the Jets think they have their quarterback. Miami's rebuilt that. It might still take a couple of years. The Bills feel like they're in stride. So it's it's all situational stuff. Real quick, I'm gonna you get uh, offenses in the NFL that are elite. Give them to me. Go. Uh Chiefs, Ravens, Saints, Forty ers Dallas Cowboys. Uh, did I go with the Rams? I'm trying to think here. You put me on the spot, you know that, right? I know. I want um, to. Mm, Can't do homework for everything. Go ahead and give me the Rams, Buccaneers, and Cardinals. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. What do you give me? Hey, you literally just put me on the spot, and I had to rattle off like eight teams. Baltimore, KC, Saints, San Francisco, Cowboys. I'll come with you. Okay. That's five. You said the Rams. No. Okay. Tampa Bay. No. Tampa, I have them on my list. Okay, good. Cardinals. No. How? How? Why are they elite? Because they have. I don't even know if the kid's any good. They got the best wide receiver in the league. Okay. They have Kenyon Drake, who averaged like three touchdowns when he was in for the Arizona Cardinals, so running game's taken care of. You got Andy Isabella, dynamic playmaker. You got Larry Fitzgerald, 
Why can't they be a good offense? Well, they could be good, but and I wouldn't put them in elite. And plus, you have a dual threat quarterback. I wouldn't put them elite. Yet. Okay. I would put the Browns above them. Mm, okay. Look how many yeah. weapons they have, man. Yeah. They yeah, went out and got the best tight end they also in free agency. I understand, but okay. they've got. I mean, I could throw twelve touchdown passes in that offense, probably. They also have Baker Mayfield. And I put the Falcons in there. Am I wrong? Yeah. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. Not enough? Is that is that just... Well, I'm going to say Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Give me more. Well, Matt Ryan's done it for 12 years. What the hell Give is Kyler more. Murray? Give me more. More. Who we got? Julio Jones and, and Matt Ryan. Who else we got? I'll take the Falcons Who's offense right now to start the year over the All Arizona right. well, offense. This is going to be a bet right now. Who do you think is going to have more offensive yardage at the end of the season? The Arizona Cardinals, Atlanta Falcons. Put it on the table. All right. I, th- I think I the Cardinals. I'm going to do it. Oh, that's right. easy money. Jason Fitzgerald. Who's throwing the rock for the Falcons? Who's going to the Super Bowl? Who's the running back for the Falcons right now? Mine's not the Falcons. Oh. Nor is it the Cardinals. Let's go. It's next to ESPN 690. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.